Hey everybody, me and Jesse here, Steven and Jesse, Steven Jensen, Jesse Davin. We're going to be talking about professional wrestling today, mainly AEW Dynamite, because it was an incredible show, and uh, I thought the ending was especially incredible, and we're going to definitely talk a lot about that, and I figure that's going to be the main thing that most people want to talk about. I already see someone in the chat, Jordan Lasseter, welcome back, uh, says, can we all agree to talk no politics? Absolutely. We won't talk any politics on this show. Yeah, yeah. Ever, 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 ever. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry about that, uh, Terrell. Um, we just don't. Yeah, want to we, it's it's people. it's there's just enough of that. Exactly. We can't. I can't deal with that. Like that. There's so many other forms for that. Like, just we can't. Like, I just I can't go. No. Yeah. No yeah. Like, I I appreciate people who want us to talk about it and people who don't. It's just something where. Perfect. No disrespect. I just yeah. not my thing. I yeah. can't do it. Can't do Same it. Here. One also to be honest, I'm also not like the most educated person on the subjects either. I don't even want to like misspeak about this stuff. So Yeah, me either. So Um so anyways, uh welcome to the chat and like we said, this is gonna mainly be about AEW Dynamite because once again, the show was awesome, ending was incredible. We're gonna talk a little NXT because they had some good matches last night as well. My boy Kyle O'Reilly Another great match with Finn Balor, but couldn't get the job done, which I'm a little bummed out about. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about WWE's Monday Night Raw, their uh, Legends Night, which I thought, uh, I mean, there's really no other way of me putting it. I thought it sucked ass, and we'll definitely talk about that show. Um, and the ending that everyone's talking about with Bill Goldberg still doing it. Oh, my God. It's just, just not good. Yes. Um so many things to say about that yeah so there's plenty to talk about and if you want your voice heard please send us a super chat or a donation uh the donation link is in the description if you send any amount doesn't matter how much it is myself and jesse will answer your questions we will read out your comments uh if you had any like thoughts on the shows we're talking about feel free to chime in and if even if you want us to change the subject completely we will uh, we'll do that. If you send a super chat, we'll talk about I whatever you want us to. I change the subject for money anytime. <laughs> right. We are complete sellouts, if you haven't been able to figure that out up to this point. Um, so, yeah, before we get started, y'all, um, Jesse, how you doing today? That looks like a great start. My, uh, my kid just farted in my face, so that was uh, great. Um, I'm doing good. Super duper pregnant. Um running out of room but i'm enjoying it still i'm super duper happy got the kid home and the husband home so he's gonna try and attempt to do a craft i have to sit in this chair in the living room now because i can't sit in the chair that i usually do just can't do it so uh this may be interesting entertainment for me that you guys can't see <laughs> but um other than that i'm doing all right doing all right just trying to uh stay positive and be happy and look at what's going on in my life and all that and lots of other stuff I can't talk about but um, yeah yeah uh how are you I'm good can't complain just been doing a lot of editing uh today did uh I'm almost done with the video I'm working on right now for all things MMA so if y'all like mixed martial arts check out the YouTube channel um the series that I've mainly been working on the last uh, few months is something called UFC records. And it's exactly how it sounds. It's like a top 10 list for um, like, I won't spoil the current one I'm working on, but we have like, you know, the most UFC title defenses and, and, you know, uh, 
we're gonna we're gonna go into most submissions and most knockouts and all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna just follow all the main records um, that currently stand, you know, as of right now in mixed martial arts and stuff like that. Mainly for the UFC. So been working on that a lot, and the Vikings won their last oh, game of the good. season. So that's good. Even yes, though they did. Yeah. I was very happy for you. Thank you. And the Browns. I mean, the, this is the best season the Browns have had in like forever. Yeah. Uh, since 2007, first winning season. Hey, and then uh, the Buckeyes. Yeah, Buckeyes. That's a big deal. I don't think we've talked since Ohio State laid a whooping on Clemson. Oh my God! Almost went into labor. It was kind of scary, but that game was great. <laughs> and I just say that I am so happy. Dabo Sweeney is a muppet. He looks like a muppet. He acts like a muppet. He rated us number 11. I hope that he can eat his freaking words. I'm so glad we finally beat Clemson. And not only that, we wiped the floor with them. They were not prepared for us. They were looking ahead to Alabama, who we have to face now, which is going to be scary. Um, not sure what's going to happen there, but I'm a Buckeye fan. I have some faith. And, uh, yeah, the Browns are in the playoffs. Our coach has the, the Rona, so that kind of sucks. But uh, don't see us going very far at all. But, hey, I'm a happy – Ohio sports fans now. You've got to be optimistic with, with the Browns. Like, Kevin Stefanski is a great coach. I talked about him a lot because he was with the Vikings yeah, for got, 14 he years. Can't coach. Well, I mean, but they're in the playoffs, right? Like, something's going something's going right there. Like, the team's yeah, playing he good. Can coach. He can coach very well, but he's not going to be able to coach the game. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Okay, I thought I was like, how could you not think he's a good coach? No, the guy's, I, like, doing great. No, okay. he's a great coach. I think he's a he's I thought you were like, the guy can't coach. I was like, no, but he physically can't coach because of, yes, okay, that's what you're saying. So, no, I was watching the, um, I was watching the uh, Stone Cold, what is that show, After Raw? Oh, uh, Broken Skull Session? No, no, that's his podcast. Yeah, Um, it was like something like, it's Broken Skull something. um, And uh, Straight up Steve Austin. That's right. And he was on there with Baker Mayfield from last year, and Freddie Kitchens was there. I was like, ugh. Oh, yeah. Gross. (laughs) Um, but, yeah. Oh, there's a question. There's a question here that you should probably address real quick because yes, we're gonna get we're gonna get this that. we're gonna get this question a lot in the next few weeks. So this is probably a good time to talk about it. You yeah. know what I'm you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So Jordan, you asked, what are you gonna do after you have the baby? I assume you're not gonna be as active. That is true. Obviously, I'm gonna have a newborn child. I can't. I can barely. You know, keep this stuff going on right now. Um, but basically what's going to happen is Steven is, and I have both agreed that we're still going to continue the podcast on this channel. Um, I'm not going to be a part of it. Um, our friend Jamie Kilstein, he's going to be hopefully filling in for me. I'll try my best to be in the chat. I'll still try and make like the thumbnails and stuff. I'll do what I can. I still want to be involved. I just can't be on camera. Because I do plan to, like, breastfeed and stuff. And if this baby cries and needs to be fed, I'm not going to whip my boob out on YouTube. Because, you know. Uh, what? Think of the revenue. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I'm about to say, yeah, I'm with your husband. I think that commercial. <laughs> so, and plus, no one wants to hear a newborn baby cry. So, uh, yeah. So, basically, I don't really know how long. It's probably, like, you know, a few weeks, months. Once we get the routine of at our house with the baby and everything like that. Um, there may be other people filling in for Jamie or me or whatever periodically, but we do still plan to do the podcast, 
try and do it weekly. We do want to keep like a, a, a schedule, you know? So yeah. So even though I probably won't be like on screen, like on video, I'll try my best to like be in the chat, be a part of it as much as I can while recovering from having a child and taking care of a child. So yeah. Yes. So short answer, podcast still going to go on like normal, at least one episode a week, maybe even more than that, depending on my availability. And Jamie Kilstein is like who we have is kind of like Jesse's backup and he's agreed to it. And, but this is also pending his schedule too. He's a very busy guy. So like, it's going to be a lot on me to just kind of, there might be episodes where it's just me on camera, just talking to the chat. I mean, we just want to have something going on. Um, but I also have been in touch with a lot of indie wrestlers lately, a lot of, uh, promoters and stuff like that. I might do some interviews. Maybe we'll do some live interviews with like some indie wrestlers or something. Some of the weeks, like we'll, um, if there's anyone Ooh, y'all, that would be really fun. If there's anyone y'all really want to hear from, let us know in the chat and like hit us up on Twitter. And if there's like an indie wrestler that I know I can get a hold of, you know, do like a one hour interview live on YouTube or something. So we'll, we'll, uh, we don't. So the short answer is yes. We plan on continuing to do the show. Um, Jesse's gonna need some time off, which obviously makes you know that's that's way more important than the podcast itself. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, we're going to make sure to, I'll, I'll have it, I'll, I'll keep it going somehow. And then after a little while, Jesse will be back ready to, ready to keep back how we've been doing it. So it'll just be, just probably a few weeks, a couple months, something like that, where it's a little different for a little while. So, and we hope that y'all stay around and support because, um, yeah, you know, we, we love, that's why we do the show. I mean, uh, we, we like the interaction. It's just a lot of fun to do. And it's, it's therapeutic to sit here and talk about pro wrestling every week and give like honest opinions on it and stuff. So I hope while she's gone, y'all still continue to support me uh, because everything, keep in mind, like me and Jesse split everything down the middle as far as like this show. So even if there's shows where it's just me, you're still helping support Jesse, even if she's not on camera with me, it's, it's all still being shared. And, and we're going to share that with the, with our guests as well. Like we're going to help them out however we can for spending their time on the channel. So uh, we'll have a split for, for the new guests and, and stuff like that as well. So speaking of, so the revenue for last week, the donation stream. So yes. update on that. Um, basically I, I've seen that AEW and the family of Brody Lee have been trying to get an organization started in his name. Yep. So we, I think I tagged you in it. I feel like we're going to probably wait for that to donate yes. it. Yep. If anybody has like a problem with that, please let me know. I've seen a lot of people um, donating to the Mayo Clinic as well uh, in Jacksonville. However, I'm not sure if that's like what the family's wishes are. So I figured waiting for the official, uh, you know, organization charity from the family of Brody Lee would probably be the wisest. That money will not go anywhere. As soon as it is donated, I will show a receipt just for full transparency and to let you all know. I just wanted to keep you all updated. That money is still kept away very safe it's not going anywhere your money's going to go to a good cause yes 100 percent um and shout out to james vanderbeek on twitter who like he was actually one of the people i told jesse privately that some people had been hitting me up in dms after they saw that we were planning to donate and um we're asking like hey where are y'all sending the money to so i can send as well and the end that same day basically is when uh that account james vanderbeek on on twitter put out the um, that information that Jesse just just talked about. So it's awesome that like we just need to wait until that foundation is set in stone and like it's up and operating, and then yep, we'll send the money right over. We we raised about a hundred dollars, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. So yeah, 
Me too. Me too. Yes. And people in the chat, yeah, Cody's real last name is Runnels. Is I'm sure you already knew that, but yeah, they're like debating about Cody yeah. Rhodes' last name. Um, although it was bullshit that they wouldn't give it to him. I mean, his dad created the Rhodes' oh, last I name. Know. It was stupid how they had to go through all that, but um, silly, silly stuff. Yeah. Well, hey, let's start off with silly stuff. We might as well just get it out of the way. Um, raw. Yeah, we might as well. That was... Yeah. So I mean, I'll just I give my so quick thoughts. I mean, same. Well, here's the thing, like, <laughs> all right, and this might, like, piss some people off, I don't know, but Legends Night, right, it's like Hulk Hogan starts to show off, and it's like this terrible, like, H-phone, iPhone thing he did, which, maybe there was more to it, I didn't understand it, thought it was terrible, um, and Hulk Hogan, you can say what you want to about him as a human being, I, like, if people want to call him a racist, I'll, I, I'm, I don't mind what people's opinions on Hulk Hogan are. He has a lot, there's a lot of reasons to dislike Hulk Hogan. Like I, I get it. Um, but as far as like a wrestler is concerned, he's definitely legend, right? Like as far as in wrestling, one of the biggest names ever in wrestling. But then there was also like when he's controversial to begin with, right? Because of the, the stuff he's said and done. So, and then it's like, you know, like Alicia Fox, like seriously, like Alicia Fox is not a legend. Like get out of here with that. Like, Tatanka is borderline legend. Like, I love Tatanka. And, like, he's there and he's just standing around backstage with nothing to say. And it's, like, these weird, like, backstage, like, conversations that were happening with these legends that were just, like, it was really, really, really done just... It sucked. Like it was just a really shitty three hours of TV. There was a couple good matches. I'll give I'll give Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre credit, and then Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy credit. Like there were some decent matches, but like the whole Legends idea was like, especially if you can't get people better than that. Like I'm sorry, I'm sure there's plenty of Alicia fan, uh, Fox fans out there, but she is not. When I think Legends in the WWE, she's not a name that I I, I think of like Jacqueline, like Jackie Moore, who was nowhere to be found. Like she's a legend. Lita's a legend. Trish Stratish is a legend. Even Molly Holly's a legend who is there, but it's like, Alicia Fox, are you serious? I don't know. Thought that was really weird to me. Look, sorry, wouldn't let me unmute. I was like, oh. Uh, you're good. Yeah, I cut it in yeah. and out, but you're good. I was like, um, yeah, just the whole, like, I like Alicia Fox, so I'm not going to, like, I don't want to, like, disrespect her and her fans because her fans are ruthless. Uh, so, <laughs> but, like, um, like the whole just it, I just started laughing as soon as I like I realized that they had ended Raw last week on like a huge cliffhanger as to whether or not Randy Orton was going to set Alexa Bliss on fire and what happens oops I set off my echo dot <laughs> hey Alexa stop because you said Alexa anyway. Bliss yeah, Little Miss Bliss on fire. And all this is, I'm like, wow, I can't wait. Can you imagine all these people? Wow, I can't wait to tune into Raw. I'm so excited to see if, you know, Randy Orton really set this person on fire. And they open up and it's like Hulk Hogan's cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, brothers. <laughs> so corny. It was so stupid. It was like, you can do, you can Facebook, you can Twitter. You can Instagram. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Hold on. Do I need to remind you what happened last week? Like, someone was almost set on fire last week. <laughs> right. And show up. 
at that very moment. And now we're talking about Hulk Hogan's phone that has Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on it. Like, bro, what are we doing? Like, I just, I don't know. I just, like, started, I just lost it. Like, I just, that was so funny to me. And the whole Legends Night was not well done. Like, they've done Legends Nights before where it's been awesome. It's been fun. They include them in, like, stuff with the talent. And they kind of did that here. But it felt so thrown together. It was so awkward. It, It made no sense. And then they have poor, like, they had, like, just... Randy Orton just like roasting everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like if if I if I am like poor Mark Henry, <laughs> he's like know, wheeling away. In, <laughs> he's already you know he's injured, clearly injured and in pain. So he he gets on a plane, which I'm sure with an injury like that has to be very uncomfortable to fly in on, the middle. Of the on top on top of his size, like just flying in on general. On top of his size and flying in general, right now in the middle of a pandemic, they fly him out there. To just be humiliated <laughs> by Randy Orton as he scoots away in the most sad, pathetic, and just darn sad way I've ever seen. Why would you want to come back for that? Like, it's like Randy Orton wasn't, you know, he's like the legend killer or whatever. He just was insulting people all night. Like, it was just, it was not a good way to. To, to honor your legends, and then they were all sitting out there in their chairs. <laughs> they yeah. brought out chairs for them to watch. I tell you what, though, Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre put on one heck of a match. That was a really fun match. I had a lot of fun watching that match. I think they did a great job. Like Drew McIntyre has been like the wrestler of the pandemic era for WWE. I think other than Roman Reigns, and I just want to say props. Oh wow! Hi, Belle. <sighs> And then, um... I'm just dressed as Belle. You're just dressed as Belle. Okay. But, man, it was just weird. It just didn't feel right. It felt really, like, just uncomfortable. I was just uncomfortable. It didn't, it didn't have any flow. There was no, like, purpose. There was no, like... I didn't even pop for any of the... any. I mean, the Boogeyman one was kind of funny, but, I mean, everyone... <laughs> I mean, that was kind of what we were all waiting for, right? That's also borderline legend. Like, let's be real. Like, the boogeyman is kind of, like... He's a legend for shock value. That's about it. Yeah. It's like a bunch of these, like, mid-card, like... But it's funny, though, because someone mentioned in the chat, like, most people were interested in seeing Carlito because he hasn't been on the show for so long, and then he just wasn't even on the show. (laughs) So it's unreal. Like, like they advertise this guy all week. Yeah, I don't I know. know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then obviously you have Goldberg showing up. Yeah, I want to talk about that real Just quick. So Icing on the freaking cake of this SHI Tut show, you know? like. Ugh. Yeah, I got to give credit to Brian Alvarez, and I think it was Mike Sempervivi he was talking to, but like they, they talked about this, and I had like the exact same thoughts, and I'm pretty much going to pair it kind of what they were saying, but like... What happened at the end of Raw, for people who didn't see it, is basically Drew McIntyre has a microphone in his hand after he just beat Keith Lee, but they're running really short on time. So Goldberg comes out 
like his music hits, but like he hasn't. Drew McIntyre never cut the promo. Like it just match ended, mic in his hand, doesn't say anything. That's right, I forgot about this. Yeah, then Goldberg comes out and cuts this whole promo about like if you're gonna be out here disrespecting the the legends, then blah blah blah, and he starts like cutting a promo based on things that Drew McIntyre never said because they like they were so short on time. So Goldberg's cutting a promo in response to a promo that never happened. And then they're so short on time that he, he gets, you know, Goldberg pushes um, Drew McIntyre over and it immediately cuts to the next show on USA Network, that, that Steve Austin show. Like, it immediately that cut over. That was so funny. Yeah. He just pushed him down and he fell on his butt and it's like, show over. Yeah, it just shows over. And then apparently, I haven't watched it yet, but apparently then Drew McIntyre gets up and hits him with a headbutt. But yeah. like... Yeah, headbutts him. Yeah. But that didn't make the show, which is like... And Goldberg. I mean, here's the thing. I grew up in the 90s. I was a huge WCW fan. I was a huge Goldberg fan. I lived in Atlanta, like, in the peak of, like, Goldberg's from Atlanta, played for the Falcons. Like, the whole town was hyped on him, like, in the late 90s. Like, all of Atlanta was... I mean, it was... Goldberg was huge. And even when he came back... And he beat Brock Lesnar, and he had that really good run uh, where him and Lesnar had that great match at WrestleMania 33 and all that stuff. Like, I'm, I was for it because it, it, it turned out to work out really, really well. But since then, it's been really bad. And now he, like, he doesn't have the same size he did because he's older. He has this white goatee. Like, he looks old. And I don't... I don't know why they're... I mean, money, I guess, would be the answer. But I don't know... I just don't get it. Like, I don't know why the WWE feels the need. They're they're so pathetically just atrocious at building their own stars that they have to keep going back to this kind of stuff because they don't have, they they have nobody, they have all the talent in the world on their roster, but they don't have, they've booked so poorly that like nobody is seen as like a top level person anymore. So they have to keep going back to these people that they think are stars still that, as sad as it is, Goldberg is a bigger star probably still right now than anyone in the company outside of maybe Roman Reigns. Like, as, as crazy yeah. as that is. Um, so from that perspective, but it's but it's like, I don't know, it's just bad. It's just really bad. Especially if he beats McIntyre for that belt. Like, Dude. You figure, like, there's no way, but he did it to The Fiend last year, you know? You, I mean, I'm... I really hope not. It'll be really hard for me to be invested in Raw if Goldberg is the champion. Like, I will tune into SmackDown because Roman Reigns is just amazing. But it's like, I could, I mean, you know, I guess the bright side is we're not going to get the Roman Reigns-Goldberg feud that we thought we were going to get. I think we will, though. I think we still, I think we still will. I think so. Yeah. But, like, thank God there's not going to be fans of the Royal Rumble, which sucks, but... Because no one's going to want to see this. They would just boo it. They would just bury it to the ground. Like, no one wants this. I mean, I think it stinks. But it's not even really going to be a Royal Rumble without fans. That's what I'm saying. Like, it really does suck. Like, I'm more for everyone being safe and them not, like, packing out an arena right now. But at the same time, like, the Royal Rumble, like, what makes the Royal Rumble the Royal Rumble is the fan responses for each entry. And if you don't have that, I mean, unless more, yeah, unless more people do like you know reaction videos like me, or like I usually do, I won't do. There's no way I'm gonna be able to do them this year. Yeah. But like, unless people do that and they share them and like make it kind of like a virtual 
experience. I don't really see. Oh, it's just going to be really weird. And I wouldn't expect like any like big, big, big return, especially with like no fans. I feel like, you know, like Edge's return last year. That was so amazing. Without fans, Without that fans, would have been, that yeah. Would be, and I feel like you don't want to waste. Cool at all. Yeah, and I feel like they wouldn't want to waste like those kind of surprises not in front of a crowd either. Like if they had cool ideas for people this year, like I'd hold off on them until like WrestleMania if there's going to be fans there. And if there isn't, I'd hold off until, you know, Survivor Series and SummerSlam and all that stuff. Like I, or the big four, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't. Yeah, I get it though. I mean, in Florida right now, we've got like we had twenty thousand cases in one day yesterday, so it's bad. So I get it, but you know, I mean, I mean, that's not. I'm not like by the by me saying it stinks that there's not going to be one at the Royal Rumble. I'm not trying to like discount what's going on in the world right now. Sure, but um. It just, it really stinks. And just putting Goldberg on that card, like, are you, I just, like, it insults me as a fan. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, you really think that this is, like, what people, can you honestly tell me, can you honestly tell me that this is, you can firmly believe in your mind, in your logical mind, that fans would actually want this? Like, (laughs) are are you serious? Like, do you think people were actually going to be like super hype about this? And like I said, this is just my opinion and I'm not trying to knock on anyone who really likes Goldberg. If you love Goldberg and you are super excited, the last thing I want to do is take joy away from you. And I'm super happy for you. And I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm not, you're allowed to be happy. I'm just saying I'm not happy. (laughs) And I don't see a lot of people that are happy about this. No, I mean, because this, I mean, the match isn't going to be good. I mean, maybe they'll surprise us, but it's, it'll probably be very short. Um, yeah, I don't it know. It has to be short. It has to be short. It's Goldberg. It has to be short. Yeah. The last time it wasn't short, he knocked himself out in Saudi Arabia. Almost and... killed the... Yeah, I almost killed The Undertaker. Yeah, I came real close to killing The Undertaker. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's pretty much all the WWE I can handle for an episode of this. Um, I, I don't... Yeah, and like I said, like I'm not trying to knock on anyone parade if you're happy be happy please i know i'm not gonna be in a parade <laughs> oh thank you she wants me to be in a parade i'm not trying to rain down on anyone's fun but it's just not for me and i just don't like people walking in and jumping right into the title picture for no reason people are like oh well he still didn't get his rematch uh well i thought the rematch thing was done and gone anyway so what are we arguing about but who really needs to see Goldberg and Strowman again? Like, does anyone want to see that? I don't think anyone wanted to see it the first time. It was just because Roman didn't show up to WrestleMania. No, they needed a backup. But no one wants to see that. Yeah, bad. Real bad. You can be indifferent about it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know you don't like it, but you're kind of like apologizing for not liking it. I will. It's terrible. It's just bad. That's yeah. my that's my opinion. It's really bad. It's, it's bad. They, they had... Yeah. They had an opportunity because people actually tuned in like much way more. I think it had like the high, I think raw had the highest rating it has had since like last March on legends night. So people tuned in because they like 2.1. Yeah. Still low in comparison to like what the show used to do, but it's yeah. like people tuned in like more, way more people than normal. So I'm talking like, you know, recently have you know t- tuned in for that. And they'll tune right back out. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I was tuning out they'll during the right show. 
like I don't even know how I even saw the Goldberg thing. I I must have been on Twitter when I saw because I know I didn't watch the whole show like live on on Raw. I couldn't do it. Um, I actually wound up catching up on Wrestle Kingdom during that time, which was well way, which I think was a way oh, better wait, choice. I, um, yeah, it was. I watched that the next evening. Yeah, night two at least. Night one I watched in the morning. The yeah. next morning, but... a lot of good stuff there. Um. And then before we talk AEW, I'll just throw out there real quick. NXT, they had a good show last night. I wasn't able to pay like super close attention because I was watching Dynamite so closely. But, uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor had another really good match. Uh, Finn Balor is still the champion, which I'm totally fine with. Like, Balor's a great champ. But they got to pull the trigger on O'Reilly soon. Like, he, there's only so many times you can watch him lose before, like, you need... And he's really only losing title matches. Like he won the war games match for his team. He's looked really great, but they got to figure something out with him really soon. Like what they're going to do. Um, Cause I think Kylo, I think, I think uh, Adam Cole and Roger Strong are teaming together in the dusty classic. So it looks like Kyle is still going to be doing more stuff on his own. So uh, that's good. And I My keep... husband. Mm. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. What I was just going to say, and then I saw, like, you know, Damian Priest is apparently coming to the main roster soon. He lost to Karrion Cross, So Karrion Cross is still undefeated. Um, and I think uh, Rhea Ripley is also getting called up soon, I think is what I'm seeing. So uh, that'll oh. be interesting. Rhea Ripley. Oop. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I My husband was outside because he wanted to see, because he likes Karrion Cross, and mm-hmm. he wanted to see that. So I just asked him what he thought of that match. He said that, he thought it made Karrion Cross look really bad. Oh, really? And that it, you could tell it was trying to get Damian Priest over, even though I guess he lost, though. He said he kept grabbing his arm and stuff like that. I don't know. He said he wasn't really happy with it. So That's interesting. I, I figured they'd probably try to protect uh, Damian a little bit because, like I said, I mean, it's at least that's what uh, is being reported out there by... It's like... I don't want to give away... I'll just yeah, endorse it. Hey, I read this stuff on Fightful Select, so if you want to check it out, you go to FightfulSelect.com. Um, I don't... I'm not... I rarely give away their information for free, but um, yeah. that was a scoop that I saw first on Fightful Select, so check that out if you want to... Any scoop. One of many piping hot teas. Yeah, a ton of scoops on there. Fightful Select puts out there. Good podcast. Yeah. Um, and that kind of stuff. So... Yep. And they also gave a update you know there were some things that happened to kyle o'reilly and i was like what so yeah fightful select yep check it out if you want to hear more of me fightful select weekender podcast talking indie wrestling and all non-wwe and main roster like main roster wwe stuff i cover 205 live and nxt uk though um so yeah i don't know if uh i don't think there's anything else to really say about nxt though there's plenty to say about dynamite but I'm just kind of getting all this other stuff out of the yeah, way Yeah, I haven't seen NXT yet. I've heard it was really, really good, though. So, I mean, that was my that was my husband's opinion about the match. But um, I heard Rhea Ripley, that that match was really good. So I'm looking forward to that. Wednesday nights are the best night for wrestling, uncontested. Yeah, So by far. Yeah, she lost to, Rhea lost to Raquel Gonzalez, who I think is really good. Yeah. She's got a really bright future. And I like what Johnny Gargano is doing yeah. um, as a heel. I think it's way better than the stuff he was doing as a babyface. Yeah. So. Um, I agree. Less cringe. 
I forgot to read this at the top of the show, but Corey Hummel, a uh, very yes. strong supporter of the show, sent us $10 before we went live. Thank you, Corey. Yes, thank you, Corey. want to make sure I didn't forget this. Uh, it says, lots of love, prayers, and positive vibes your way, Stephen and Jesse. I uh, can't wait to see and hear from you, Jesse. So that's, you know. Thank you so hello. much, Corey. Hello, Corey. We didn't forget about you. Yes. Thank you so much. He's, he's like our wrestling savant knowledge like encyclopedia whenever he's here like live because he has to work a lot but he always helps us with like info because he knows everything it's amazing yes his wrestling knowledge is uh it's very uh i don't know the right word it's very <laughs> it's very deep like he he he'll hit he'll hit me with like this indie stuff that i haven't even thought about in like 10 15 years and i'm like oh yeah i love that match i'm gonna go back and watch that like so anyway yeah <laughs> we always appreciate that stuff yeah, thank you. Um, all right, let's talk some dynamite. So, I don't know if we should go through the whole show or because I know you don't have a ton of time today. Um, I'll, I'll start kind of at the top with the most important stuff and let once again chime in in the chat. Super chat yeah. donations. We will make sure to read anything you want us to talk about. And yeah, so basically, the end of last night's show was like. First of all, you have Phoenix and, and Omega put on, like, one of the best matches since Dynamite started. Um, and that's not to put down any... So I mean, that's, like, that's saying a lot. Saying, like, Phoenix and... They, they showed out big time, Phoenix and, and Omega. I still think my favorite match in Dynamite history is the Best Friends versus Santana Ortiz street fight. Like, that's still... Oh. Yeah, and then there was that cage match. I was there live at that one, the there Cody was. and Wardlow match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was that. I mean, there's been so many good matches on Dynamite. And this was right up there with them. I mean, it was incredible. And after the match, um, you know, Kenny Omega retains. Uh, Moxley comes out, and he's got the barbed wire bat, and he's taking out Omega. And then, out of nowhere, Gallows and Anderson pop into the ring. The reigning Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, they come in. It looks like the Young Bucks are going to, like, you know, help out Moxley, and it's even at the point where I can't remember who it was. It was like Griff Garrison, and uh, it was probably Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr., the uh, whatever they're, the Hollywood Blondes or whatever they're calling themselves now. Yeah, um, the Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Well, that that was the team name of Pillman and, and Austin. It's something. It's a playoff of that it's team like name. The blonde, it's something something blonde. Yeah, it's a playoff of it. Yeah. Um, and they're holding. It might have been Omega, like. Like got his arm so so they can get some uh so they uh, they can you know kind of fight off uh fight everyone off and the young bucks wind up kicking them and then they all do the two sweet symbol in the middle of the ring in like bullet club and they took pictures after the show and everything where I mean Omega Gallows Anderson Nick and Matt Jackson I mean that's yeah that's fucking awesome I mean that's about the coolest thing that you can do. Varsity Blondes, thank you, Peter. Yeah, that's what everyone's been wanting. Varsity, thank you. Yes, that's it. That's it. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, the show kind of started out, like, I mean, because I was... Ow, 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 ow. Sorry. Ow. Anyways, she was kicking me. <laughs> it, you know, I was I was watching, you know, Karrion Cross and Damian Priest are on there, and then, you know, we've got AW Dynamite opens up with, like, the wrapping. I was like, uh-oh. So I was like, well, but it got way better. But they ended that show on, I was hyped. 
I was real hyped. That was amazing. It was a great way to do it. It was almost like unexpected because I, for one, I don't know, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me personally, I was expecting Gallus and Anderson to come like marching back out. Like as soon as the, the impact and uh, AW partnership was mentioned and they waited and waited and waited and they did all that stuff on impact and all that. And then they finally showed up out and it was just great. And it was super fun. And it's like, where do we go from here? What's going to happen? Who's going to protect Moxley? Is it going to be Adam Page? Is it going to be, who's going to come out and save him? Like people, my husband started doing the shield music. Oh, nice. <laughs> that would be wild. Like, shield, where's the shield? That would have been wild, but obviously that didn't happen. Duh. But it's like, there's, that's what I love about AEW. Not only do we get an incredible AEW championship match, which was unreal. Like, I feared for their safety multiple times during this match. Like, it was just incredible. Not only did we get a great match, but we got an excellent cliffhanger that we know will be answered at the beginning of the show, most likely, next week. Well, and y'all got to tune in to, uh, to Impact, like, in the meantime, because there's yeah. this is carrying over to the Impact show that happens on Tuesdays. Impact has Genesis this Saturday. Um, they got Hard to Kill the following Saturday. So, like, there's a lot of overlapping stuff wow. and Impact. That's great. And see, that's fun that people can tune into that. And it's great for impact. <laughs> I know Don Callis had that um, had that earpiece in. My husband's like, why does he have an earpiece in? I'm like, he's talking with his people. <laughs> and during uh, Kenny Omega's intro, intro, you know how uh, Justin Roberts like goes on and on and on? I guess my yeah. husband had never like sat through it. <laughs> like halfway through, he's like, God, will you shut up? <laughs> the whole, his whole intro, like, the, the North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. He was like, he was like, he should do, he puts boxers on over briefs. His favorite food is steak, and he likes it medium well. Yeah. <laughs> he <keeps> giving... <laughs> but it was uh. just really funny. But yeah, I mean, AEW Dynamite was a really fun show. I mean, this is the other thing. Like, this was like the most funniest, most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that he looks so uncomfortable like on the, the top worst. rope. <laughs> he looks scared. He looks scared. He did the worst frog splash in history, and it was so funny. <laughs> and there were people, like, legitimately complaining about it, which I thought was, like, the funniest thing. I was like, you guys, Snoop Dogg just got up on the top rope and tried to do a frog splash. Like, are we really going to complain about this? Yeah. And people were like, if, well, if it was WWE, we'd be saying he's ruining the business. I was like, well, last time I checked, the match was already over, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't yeah, it was right after was Co Cody, Cody meets Idol. Yeah. Yeah, it did not change the outcome of the match. It was just a goof spot. Like, it was, it took two seconds. It's Snoop Dogg. It's not like, it was just a funny thing. And it's part of, the, you know, this promo, like, if WWE would have done, we all, I was like, no. If it was Snoop Dogg on WWE, I'd still be laughing. I still think it would be the greatest thing ever. His <laughs> butt was up in the air. <laughs> After he hit that front splash, his butt was like, he's in downward facing dog in yoga oh my god because yeah, so he because he landed on his oh. feet like way early like he was like and i can't blame him considering he doesn't have experience doing this stuff like i would i do the same thing to try to protect myself and the dude i'm landing on like i probably would look the same but 
Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. If the WWE did this, I would have shit all over it, 100%. Like, I'm, I'm looking for these opportunities at this point. Like, but... Um, True, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but it, and, and it, was, it was the worst splash yeah. I've ever seen in wrestling. Like, it was really, really bad. No one, but you know what? No one tried to get it over. No one, no. No, one, no one actually legitimately tried to get that over and go, oh, my God. And yeah. People were just laughing. Like, Jericho was laughing. Yeah. And, I mean, it's also, like, it happened to Serpentico. Like, that's a pretty, like, no one, it's not like he went out there and splashed, you know, Omega or Hangman or something like that. Serpentico yeah. is about, like, they don't really have, like, I I mean, he's, like, a, he's one small level above a jobber, basically. Like, like Serpentico yeah. and Luther might win some tag team matches here and there, but they're ne- they're not beating, like, any team that actually matters. So it... Yeah. So it's for, it for Snoop harmless. to do it to them, it's harmless. Exactly. Um, oh. <laughs> we do have a super chat. Yes, if you want to go ahead and read that out, Jesse. Thank you, Peter. Yes. Peter, thank you so much. Peter Davies with a super chat. Just talking about Bullet Club. Wrestle Kingdom was a great start to the week wrestling-wise. Also, also, how do you say that? Tama. Tama Tonga. Tama. Oh, Tama Tonga. Okay. I was like, what? Doesn't see them a real bullet club yeah no i totally get that um yeah but uh wrestle kingdom was fantastic i thoroughly enjoyed both nights of wrestle kingdom um i was kind of night one for me i didn't really i i was because it's so long i was doing other things other you know what i was dealing with mm-hmm. um but it was great to have on great wrestling and yeah i think that that's i i love see i love that tension though tama tonga saying that they're not a real bullet club the fact they mentioned new japan numerous times on aw dynamite i really like that i thought that it kind of gave me hope i don't know if they'll ever partner with new japan i mean mox is gonna be there i mean spoiler sorry well he was on wrestle kingdom uh, but, like he did a promo a yeah. pre-k promo for wrestle kingdom moxley which was spoiled for me by cultaholic Thanks for putting that in your freaking headlo- headline on your YouTube channel, so I get the notification for that. I was like, great. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I really like that. Thank you so much, Peter Davies, for the super chat. It means the absolute world to us. Seriously, for real, thank you. Yes, thank you, Peter. Um, and yeah, I mean, I really think. I mean, I think for one, Tonga Tonga mentioning that is. Uh, if he did mention that, I didn't see him say that, but I think that's what Peter's saying. If, I mean, if that's, he did. because here's the thing, like this, this only, there's a lot of things that happened in Wrestle Kingdom that only further my whole idea about this big, like what I was calling winter is coming. Like before we know, like for sure what, like basically the idea of like all these promotions, basically having like a, like I, I'm not, I don't know enough about the Marvel movies and stuff, but what I'd imagine, like, it's like when multiple, when multiple, like, superhero worlds all like start overlapping with each other, because oh yeah, universes collide. Yeah, I mean that's what this seems like because, and I said this also, I've said this on podcast with you before, I've said it on the Weekender podcast for Fightful Select, I've said this a lot. I really think that they're. There, it's pretty clear there's some sort of agreement between the two companies if they're going to keep using Moxley and if they're going to keep using Jericho because I think Jericho will keep doing New Japan. That's true. Um, I, I think the Young Bucks could very well be back doing stuff with... Like, 
I, I don't know. They really made the whole Omega and Young Bucks leaving the leaving New Japan seem like it was a really really big deal where like both sides were not happy about how things worked out, but they were still using AEW talent and vice versa a little bit. So it was like, so it was one of those things where to make a long story short, now that Kota Ibushi is the IWGP heavyweight champion, I have no doubt in my mind, this is where this is heading. Because if you're going to do new Japan having a title and you're going to keep doing Kenny Omega, the belt collector trying to like, if he, if he wins the impact world title, for instance, which I think is totally possible, there is not one better opponent in the entire world to be holding the New Japan IWGP heavyweight title right now than Ibushi. Because that's that's already a built-in story. Right. Ready to go. You know the match is going to be incredible. Um, so, like, that totally makes sense that Ibushi would be the champion right now. And that's also where I've been saying a lot in Ring of Honor, they've been putting a lot of focus on the foundation stable with Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, Tracy Williams... Um, Rhett Titus and there's a lot of people that I think they can add like Lee Moriarty and Daniel Maccabe and like there, there's a lot of guys that can be involved in this and I think if Ring of Honor's group kind of like because I could totally see like Jonathan Gresham versus versus Kenny Omega or something for like on like Ring of Honor's side or Roosh who's the current champion so they, it basically it just seems like more and more of these these puzzle pieces are getting put in the right spots to where like if they want to start doing more interpromotional stuff like the right people are in the right spots right now like it's the only one that's really interesting which i don't want to talk about until we know more about it is marty because i think he was going to be a big part of the ring of honor side yeah no longer in the Mm -hmm. company and we don't really know the full story behind everything there so i don't want to comment on it but it's one of those things where like yeah me either that's the one person in all of this that like i think he would have been a big part of this because he's obviously really close to to the guys in the or at least was i don't know what their current relationships are but was um, i that's so. the one question and it's like oh and i know. just don't want to it just i'll put it this way it really doesn't look wanna, good it really doesn't look good when he's not in the company anymore. no it's not a good look it's not regardless of what you think it's still not a good look yeah and so. yeah i think it's really um i tagged you i tagged you on twitter i found the tweet that um it was talk peter was talking about Oh, let me pull uh, or at least up. one of them. Um, yeah, I talked to you in it. I Thanks. think I, I think it. that's the tweet. There's a, his whole page is like yeah. So. Um, oh yeah. That's, yeah. That's at this point, it's only Bullet Club. And he's responding to um, Alex Shelley too. That, yeah. That's who Fake Kincaid is. Is Alex Shelley? Interesting. Yeah, but you know what? I it is interesting, and I think what's interesting about with. I mean, it, it would be interesting to see, like, behind the scenes. It's, like, it's really almost, it sets WWE, like, kind of apart. Because I feel like with WWE, it's, like, you do not comment on anything else. Like, there is no other wrestling company that exists, like, for the most part. But I feel like these other companies, they do, they don't, like, necessarily work together. But they kind of have this, like, mutual respect where it's not like they're going to send out a cease and desist for every little mention. And it's, like, while they're not quite partners they agree that it's better for everyone involved to kind of mention each other and so like it's really difficult to figure out oh is this the work or is this just them kind of working us and you know we could speculate oh does this mean that there's going to be like an invasion or whatever I mean whatever you can come up with is New Japan going to become a partner with 
AW or whatever, but it's like, at this point, you know, it could just be that they're not afraid to mention this and kind of put themselves over while, you know, taking advantage of something that's, you know, trending on Twitter at the moment, you know? Yeah. Well, on the flip side to it, though, also is Tony Khan has the money to buy the rights to stuff. Like if he if he really wanted to get the the rights to all this music. Yeah. If he but if if he wanted to buy, I bet New Japan would sell him the rights to the to the copyright of Bullet Club if he paid them enough. Like, you know, because. Oh, yeah. If he paid him enough. Yeah. And he has the money to do it. If he doesn't, his dad does. I mean, (laughs) either way, like they'll they'll get it Mm -hmm. if they need it. Um, yeah, like them, them trade, yeah. them getting the rights okay. to Tarzan Boy is like the greatest thing ever for Jungle Boy. It's like his his new theme song. Yeah, and then uh, genius. yeah, and then they also bought the rights to the song that they did on the tribute as well, so they can use it no matter what. Yeah, for Brody, which Lee. I thought was really, really like noble. Yeah, I mean, heck, they if they agree to pay Urban Meyer twelve million dollars to be the head coach of the Jaguars, <laughs> I mean, they clearly have a lot of money. But um, yeah, Peter also. Uh, we'll see. I'm not. I'm going to just read this real quick. Yeah, Peter, I, I see what you said. He said that uh, he doesn't think they made a Bushi champ because of Kenny. Uh, he got champ on his own merit, but it is cool. I I, I agree with that. He, de- he definitely got it on his own merit, but you also have to keep in mind how long they have waited to give him this title. Like, he was ready for this belt five, six <laughs> years ago. Like, maybe even longer than that. Like, when... Yeah. So. Golden lovers abound. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... So for them to be giving it to him right now, it just it almost just seems too coincidental to me. Where it's like all the either all the stars have just aligned perfectly by complete coincidence, or there is some sort of level of planning to this. Where you know, but regardless, it's really cool, and and I love that Ibushi's a champion. And it sounds like they're gonna uh, actually like unify the Intercontinental and World Title into one belt, which they need to do. I hope they do that. Um, Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, they've both been defended sim- simultaneously for the last over the last year, and uh, they already have the U.S. championship. Over year, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see if, uh, yeah, and he was he was a free agent um, before that, Peter. I know I know what you, I know the whole story there, and I get I I totally get what you're saying, but I don't know if that would necessarily stop him from. I know, like, here's a good example, like New Japan. They had a lot invested in Shinsuke Nakamura. He was Intercontinental Champion. He was headlining Tokyo Dome shows. He was, like, the hottest thing in wrestling for a while. And granted, he wasn't a free agent, but he didn't re-sign. And he kind of caught them by surprise when he left. But, you know what I'm saying? Just because your contract's running up or you don't have a contract doesn't mean not... I get that, though. I like I get not wanting a free agent to be your champion, but... New Japan definitely put themselves in situations before where they had champions that weren't renewing contracts that they kept they kept the belt on until you know until they were gone kind of stuff. So, but I I do I do That's get what you're true. saying, Peter. I I do understand. Yeah. Um, that's the big reason he didn't win the Cruiserweight Classic because he wouldn't sign with the WWE. I mean, for the same reasons, he he probably would have won that whole thing, uh, but he didn't want to sign the contract. Same with Zack Saber Jr. Same thing, didn't want to sign, so they didn't they didn't have him win. That's true. Um, other stuff from this show that's worth talking about. Um, you know, we got plenty out there about Snoop Dogg. Uh, really, really funny. Uh, didn't wind up hurting anybody. Um, but what else did? Oh, the Wardlow and Jake Hager match I thought was pretty good. Um, two big dudes. Yeah, going at it. 
Abaddon oh. being a cannibal was spooky. Yeah, pretty weird. Um, I'm not really into the whole biting people all yeah. the time thing. But... Yeah. She's definitely spooky. Um, I like her, but it's definitely a polarizing kind of uh, thing. I love Abaddon. I think she's super spooky, but at the same time, I can kind of see people's issue with it. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I don't dislike her. It's just the whole, like... Is that what we're going to see all the time now is, like, these spots where you're, like, taking a bite out of your opponent and just, like, all this fake blood all over the place? Like, I don't... I don't know. Like, I, I'd i like to see her just wrestle and win matches, but I also... Yeah. I mean, I get it. She's, I mean, she's over, I think. I mean, you know, I think she's got a pretty big fan yeah, base right now. Yeah, she's super over. Yeah, so. I mean, it's super spooky. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it at least it's something different. I gotta give him credit for doing something different. Is, yeah, that's true. It is different. It's not... And especially, like, with the women's division. Like, I think that that's really cool of them to do something that different with the women's division. Um to put someone out there that looks so different from what you would think like a woman's wrestler would look like. And that's not a knock on Abaddon. She's freaking amazing and I love her, but I mean, it's not every day you see a zombie cannibal uh, wrestler out there, you know, especially wrestling other females. So yeah. And yeah, that was your like she to retain there. Um, yeah. I think one of the next big moves we'll see the next kind of like invasion. I think we're going to start seeing, we got to start seeing some of these impact wrestling women, uh, pop right. up. George Grace. Yeah. My I girl. See her sometime soon, please. That's like the most we talented. Her last time. She's like the, the most wrestling. talented household in wrestling right now. It's like right. Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham fucking killing it. Ooh. Um, and I also mentioned that, like the J.K. or Wardlow match, I thought was pretty good. I think Wardlow has a ton of potential. Like he's going to be a massive mm, star for so them. Uh, Hager, like I like him on a personal <laughs> level, but I don't. He's been wrestling so long at this point, and like it just doesn't seem like it's. It's all. It's just never. It's always kind of the same thing. It's just kind of bland. I just don't. He just doesn't do yeah. much for me. Um, being a nice guy, but. And I really like him in MMA. Like, I like that he fights for real exactly. and all MMA. that. I think yeah. MMA is, like, he's gone on. He's moved on. He's on the next chapter. And I feel like at this point, it's like, I'd rather see him doing MMA, you know? But he's a big guy, and I get it. You know, kind of big guy versus big guy. Warlow looked great, so. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. And I like that there was a clean finish in that match also. It was just straight up like he won with the f10 or whatever he calls that and uh yeah one two three like there was no bullshit and and then afterwards like he was pissed off in the locker room and Ma- and uh, mjf came and like consoled him basically and mjf did that with proud and powerful not that long ago when they like had a loss in their okay. family and i think the seeds are really being planted for them turning on Jericho. I think they're all going to align with, I think they're all going to really like MJF because of what he's been doing. And, um, Jericho's on, he's too busy on commentary right now. Yeah. And he's, I mean, and also this, I think Jericho is the best commentator the company has. Like, he's so funny. And he, and he <laughs> makes everything seem important. Like he's like reacting he to the stuff in the matches. Like, like as they're talking about all this stuff that has not like, well, JR is rambling about God knows what. And you know, JR is like the best <laughs> JR is like the best wrestling commentator in history. Like I I have all the respect yeah. in the world for him. But at this point in his career, a lot of the stuff he says is just 
just kind of nonsensical or he doesn't really know fully what yeah. he's talking about. And Jericho will like keep cutting people off and be like, let's talk about what's going on in this match. He just threw him into the corner. Look at the way he's running at a big boot in the corner. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's like, okay. Like Jericho's actually calling the match. He's excited about it. Like, um, that's what I want to hear out of commentary. I don't need to, I don't need to get yeah, a hard on for picture in picture. I miss Mauro Ronaldo. Yeah, Mauro, yeah, Mauro is great. It's just, he's unfortunately unreliable and it's, it's not, it's not anything he can help. I know it's, 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 his situation just really sucks. Um, I, but I'd highly recommend anybody watch. There's a documentary that they did on him. Documentary. Yeah. yeah for bipolar. Bipolar. Bipolar rock and roller. It's on Showtime. If anyone wants to. Amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. It's a really interesting look into his I, life. Um, Cause you see this guy when he's not around people. Um, basically what he does all, all I mean like he's and I, I can kind of relate to it to be honest like he's alone a lot and he smokes a lot of weed and that's like where his kind of like happy place is at he like plays piano and like he's and but but he has this side of him that's like it just it's one of these things where that's he he's like the best combat sports commentator like in the world he's amazing when he does boxing and kickboxing and bellator and and pro wrestling and he's he's like the most versatile guy but because of his what's going on in his own head, like there were there were times when he was following me and then blocked me and then unblocked me on Twitter over stuff. Where it's just like, oh wow, I didn't even realize, and I wasn't even like saying anything negative. It was just like he, he would get. He I've heard he's, he's done that to. A, well, I've heard he's done that to a lot of people. Like he just he'll he'll follow people, like he'll talk to them, and then like state of media. Absolutely. He, yeah, he gets in his own head to where he starts thinking like people are being fake with him, but like they aren't. But he just can't get it out of his head. And there are times where like you know he he it could be showtime and like something's going on in his head where he just he just can't go. You know he just he just got to be alone in a, in a room, and and that just goes also to show how incredible he is at his job because he's he's constantly brilliant. Yeah, he's constantly fighting oh, that, yeah. and he's still the best commentator in the world when he's there. You know, like, I mean, it's just, um, unreal to see, I mean, you see in that, in that documentary, you know, his, his, there's episodes of mania that are documented on there. You see him talking fast, you see him kind of just going off, you know, talking about just anything and for him to be able to show that, you know, for me as someone who I've never had bipolar disorder, but I, I know people who have, and I've, you know, been in therapy with people who have. It, to get that kind of insight as to what mania is, what bipolar disorder truly is, and to show that, you know, ex- not expose yourself, but to, like, put yourself in that vulnerable spot to, like, let people know, like, what this looks like. It gives you so much more of a profound respect for what he does. Because when he goes, he goes, and he's, like, the best at what he does. And it's incredible. And that passion is what I think we all appreciate, and that's what we all want in a commentary team. It's yeah. passion. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And then yeah, the only other stuff really happened on the show. We had like the opener that uh it was an eight man tag match. Uh SCU, the Young mm-hmm. Bucks versus the hybrid two, uh and uh uh Caster and Bones. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, it was, I mean it was solid for what it was. I think uh I've been saying it for a while. I really think that they should be using Kaz as a singles wrestler, but um I agree. 
Yeah, I don't know if if anyone watched or if you saw the Being the Elite Christmas special, but it was like the greatest episode of Being the Elite they've ever had. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, and Kaz was like the yeah. Kaz was like the star of the whole thing. Just I was laughing hysterically. Um, really quick, I'll address this also. Daniel Price says uh, saying they made a Bushi chant because of Omega's nonsensical, and uh, they own the rights to NWO two point seven. I mean Bullet Club. Um, okay, so I'm not saying they gave him the belt because of Kenny Omega, but I'm saying the timing of all of it seems very very. It's either a giant coincidence. Or there's more to it than just what we're seeing on surface level. Um, for instance, when Cody were in a when Abushi resigned with New or signed with New Japan, if I remember correctly, I could be off on the timeline, but he had an opportunity to go to AEW and he signed with New Japan. So I think there's been plans for them to have Abushi as the champion since then like I, I don't think Ibushi would have signed with New Japan if there wasn't a really damn good chance they were going to put the IWGP championship on him because he's made that very clear throughout his career the most important thing for him was to become IWGP champion um, he wanted that belt more than anything else in wrestling and you know the timing just lining up but I'd be saying the same thing if Omega wasn't the champion right now if John Moxley was still the AEW champion I'd be saying the same thing I'd be then I'd be saying hey I bet I bet Omega's going to win the title soon. And it isn't because it's not because Abushi won the title, it's because I really think there is a long-term story at play where Abushi and Omega are wrestling each other and they're each the champion of their company. Um so this once again, this isn't they're not getting the belt because of the other. It just all makes sense that this would all happen around the same time. Um so for instance, let me put it this way. Gallows and Anderson I have no doubt in my mind they signed with Impact Wrestling because they knew this storyline was happening. Like, there's no reason they would have signed with Impact and not AEW when they left the WWE. It make it would make no sense. That is a very, very, very good point. And also, go figure. Guess who won the Impact Tag Team Championships like a couple weeks before they just did all this? Gallows and Anderson. And they they could have given Gallows and Anderson the the tag team titles when right when they came in. They could have done it. It was like Slammiversary, I think, or maybe Bound for Glory. I have the timelines a little screwed up in my head. But when the Good Brothers came to Impact Wrestling, everyone was figuring, well, they're going to put the titles on them. And they didn't right away. Um, Motor City Machine Guns won them from the North, and the North won them back from Motor City Machine Guns. And then after they'd been there back for a few months, they won the titles. Does that seem... You know what I mean? Do you, is it really that like is it a coincidence yeah. that the Good Brothers just won the tag team titles at Impact and they're doing a storyline where the Impact tag team champions are invading AEW and it just happens to be that Gallows and Anderson are the champions right now? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they all deserve this on merit because they're the it's best in the world, but it's all yeah. the timing is like, you know what I mean? It's like it's pretty the obvious to me that there's plans. Think. There's plans here. Call it wishful thinking. Call it what you want, but it's just fun. You know, so. Um, there's nothing okay. deeper. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what, Jane O'Brace. If you can get Gato to say that, then I then I'm with you. If I can hear Gato say what you just said, <laughs> then then I'm with you. Other otherwise, it's my opinion and your opinion, and neither of us are right, neither of us are wrong. It's strictly opinion. So. Yep. Well, um, it's not that serious. Yeah, it really isn't. It really that isn't that serious. And by the way, I think Gato is a fucking great booker. I think what he's done for New Japan over the last handful of years, especially, has been really fucking impressive. Um, so once yeah. again, to get it all out of the way, I think Abushi would have been the IWGP champion either way during his run right now. Either way, he would have won that belt. 
but the timing, come on. Like, and I think it's going to make for it's incredible fun. wrestling. It's fun. It's fun. And it's guess fun what? Speculate. And guess what? If 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 Abushi never shows up on AEW television with that title belt, you can come right back here in the chat and say I told you so. But if it happens the other way around, I'm going to say it as well. I'm going to say, hey, that's what I was talking about. So, um, so anyways. Dynamite, really good show. Raw, really bad okay. show. Uh, NXT, yeah. NXT was good. I just didn't get a good chance to like fully pay super close attention to it, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, and Daniel, by the, and Daniel, by the way, thank you for joining the chat. Like, just because we have a difference in opinion doesn't mean I don't want you in here. I do appreciate you watching. Um, yeah, of course. That's that's the beauty of wrestling is that it's subjective. We can all have different opinions. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. So, is there anything else that you want to bring up? I know you got to get out of here. Um, unless someone like super chats anything, I can't. I can't think of anything. Ohio State, go Bucks! <laughs> yeah, um, big, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm rooting for, for you. I hope. I, have, I hope that y'all win. I know. I'm hoping I don't. I hope I don't go into labor. That's my one thing. <laughs> this like. No, no joke. This may be our last one. I mean, I'm hoping not, but I mean, all things considered, I'll be full term uh, Wednesday next week. And considering I gave birth six weeks early last time, we're just on borrowed time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what the future of the show holds. If you missed the top of the show, just go back and watch it. Me and Jesse explain. The show will keep going on. She may not be on camera for a few weeks, but I'll still be here. I'll have guests and stuff like that, and uh, we'll still keep the show going. Jesse will be in the chat. She just can't be on camera um, during that time. And I'll also, this last thing I'll bring up before we talk about our sponsors, Richard Thomas with a great point that is totally possible as well. Tony Khan has the money to just straight up buy Impact and also probably buy and or partner with New he Japan. He could. Like, it isn't out of the realm of possibility oh that he just straight up bought Impact quietly. Like, I, I'm no, I don't think that that necessarily is what has happened, but he has the money. And this is the thing. We, this is part of why I think AEW is so great, and it's the reason that some people hate AEW. But the guy running AEW is, like, a handful of years older than I am. He's a lifelong, hardcore professional wrestling fan with pretty much an infinite bankroll. So the stuff that he thinks is going to be cool as a wrestling fan, he's actually executing and doing. So if he thinks that buying Impact Wrestling would be a good idea and he could use that to his advantage in any way, shape, or form and make wrestling better for everybody, I could see him buying Impact Wrestling. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Impact has had, like, probably five or six different owners since it started in the early 2000s. I mean, it's not out of the realm at all yeah. that they that they would sell. So, shit, Billy Corrigan. I think about that. You put that... Yeah. They, they were in a position at one point where they needed money so badly that Billy Corgan basically like bought the company and then it wound up becoming a gigantic fucking issue and lawsuit and it did not end well for anybody involved. But at one point they're like, I mean, when Dixie Carter was running the company, she had no idea what she was doing, but she had the money. Like her parents' business had the money, you know? So it's, it's totally within the realm of possibility. Tony would just buy impact if he wanted to. Um, especially because Don Callis is a part owner and clearly he loves being a part of AEW. So... Um, yeah, he looks like he's having a fun time. So yeah, so it's just a really interesting time. How old is Tony Khan? 
I, he's probably not 40 yet. I, I, I would guess he's probably in his like mid to late thirties. Um, yeah. I can actually look that up real quick. I'm looking right now. He's 38. 38. I mean, 38. He's seven years older than us. Well, and that's the difference, that's right? Like you see that what we have, like just even just watching. Yeah, well, even just even if you just only watch the last two weeks of Dynamite, you watch the Brody Lee Memorial and you watch uh, the show from last night. Brody Lee Memorial was the, in my opinion, the best memorial show in wrestling history from start to finish. Absolutely, yeah, clearly, absolutely incredible. Um, and even during that show, and something that was totally non-related to the memorial itself, that's the first time we saw Sting and Darby Allen like come to the ring together. And it's like they're even adding that That's kind of true. they're even adding that kind of stuff in there for people like for just the hardcore longtime wrestling fans that think this you know what I mean it's like it's one of those things like because if you if y'all can go back and Jesse can attest to this because we it's been on the show months ago before Sting ever debuted I was like if that ever happened put him with Darby Allen make them like this and like that's ex- and that's exactly what they're doing like. I'm not saying everyone... It make of, it make sense. Yeah. Make it make sense. And it's not like I'm sitting here like, I, you know, I think that I'm not sitting here fantasy booking everything, like hoping, but a lot of the stuff that comes in my head, Tony Khan's doing because he's thinking like we think. There, There's no other... If this was... Let's put it this way. We saw Vincent Mann's opportunity with, with the Bullet Club and WWE. They had, they had Finn Balor there, AJ there, Gallows and Anderson there. Um, they had Adam Cole's there. They had like all these Bullet Club members. They could have done this with. Never. I mean, they kind of tried with AJ in the club a little bit and Balor in the club a little bit, but they called it the club OC or whatever. Yeah, and but now like this is the Bullet Club reunion. Like that is this is a big deal right here. Like what we yeah. just saw on Impact, and that's coming from the mind and the booking of a fan who is like us. Like he's sitting there going, yeah. oh wait. I have access to Gallows and Anderson. I have the Young Bucks. I have Kenny. And the story's going to keep getting better because guys like Hangman Page, Cody Rose, other guys that have been in the Bullet Club, where I guarantee you we start seeing some stories there where it's like, who's going to join and who isn't? And it opens the door up for guys like Tom Tonga to run in and be like, yeah, I was fucking with yeah. y'all. Like, I, I am in this Bullet Club. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's so many awesome possibilities with this that you're just never going to see in the WWE because they don't want to do any kind of cross-promotion like this. So, oh my gosh, we're watching. My husband turned on our live stream on the big screen TV and Scarlet right over here because she wants to be on TV. Wait, go back over there. Go back over here. Be able to see see yourself. That's so funny. That's awesome. (laughs) But um, no, yeah, and I think another thing that I appreciate about, at least for now, I mean, obviously AEW is still fairly new, but like with WB, when we talked about like the club and everything, the thing that kind of frustrated me was wwe immediately tried to make the bullet club their own like thing they like tried to make it off-brand bullet club (laughs) and at least you know here you know tawny khan and they're like no it's we're not going to try and make it the AEW bullet club this is just going to be the bullet club from new japan it's going to be what they want it to be keep it keep the integrity i guess yeah it's awesome because they even i mean on impact wrestling a couple weeks ago when uh, Kenny and Gallows and Anderson beat down Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. Like Kenny Mega Shred upset it. He's like he mentioned the the name Bullet Club on Impact Wrestling with the three of them standing there. So it's like 
this is yeah i'm very excited to see what happens next and the cool thing is next week is part two of this big aew show that we that we've basically half basically halfway through so who knows what will happen next week for all we know uh the the young bucks aren't a part of this and there was like a a plan or something or maybe this is legit and they're gonna keep recruiting people or like i mean it's there's a lot of possibilities here and i have faith that AEW is gonna i mean yeah it's It's fun super fun it's a lot of fun and that's what i want out of wrestling i want stuff that's fun and i want people to succeed so um so yeah i got the sponsors already pulled up i can just like kind of get right into that okay yeah go ahead and do that um uh, I have to go to the bathroom, so I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, y'all. Let's talk to sponsors. So, starting off, we have... Well, actually, you know what? I need to not have all my Facebook information up there right now. I'm going to find the, one of the sponsors of the show, Music City Toys and Collectibles, and I'm going to pull that up. <clears throat> Here we go. So, Music City Toys and Collectibles, this is the place to go for all, um, I mean, action figures, DVDs, magazines, or Scarlet on the, on the screen. Um, yeah, and anything wrestling related, it is a good place to get uh, pretty much anything, any kind of memorabilia. They're nice people, they give fair business. I buy a lot of my WWF Just Toys Bendems that I'm chipping away at that set. I get a lot of them from Music City Toys, Toys and Collectibles. A lot of autograph 8x10s, and they do, like, live sales and claim auctions and, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. Like, this, for instance, just an example of the things you can find on um, Music City Toys and Collectibles. Uh, We have this OVW program from, I don't even know when this is from, probably the early 2000s. But that is an old OVW program. Signed by Jim Ross, Big Show, Deborah Kane, and Benoit. But yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. There's a uh, Music City Toys and Collectibles uh, guy who supports right there in front of Hogan's Beach Shop, wearing the Music City Toys and Collectibles shirt. But uh, but yeah, they got everything. They got cards. I see tops, trading cards, and Funko Pops, and everything. So check them out. Uh, search them. All social media, Music City Toys and Collectibles, support them because they support us. And they are, once again, very nice people, very fair business. Love love dealing with them. Also love dealing with WrestleRumble.com. Right now, for $1 entries, you can possibly win one of three prizes. Hypothetically speaking, you can put in $3. You can win all three of these prizes. We have the Dig It Belt Giveaway. This is going to be read off right after the Royal Rumble. There's going to be a winner. So on Sunday the 31st during the Solid Monster Sounds Off YouTube review of the show, first place is going to get a Macho Man Legacy Championship belt. Second place gets an Undertaker 30th Anniversary belt. And third place is going to get a Mystery Replica title belt. So once again, enter for only $1. And keep your eyes out for their Royal Rumble Pick'em contest because there will be a traditional contest where you can pick winners. Honest one. Yes, and it's the one where, like, that's where the name Wrestle Rumble comes from. The first show they started doing these things on were because of the Royal Rumble. And you'll get to pick, you know, winners and losers of matches. They'll probably have something to do with, um, you know, when people enter and who eliminates who and, and the matches themselves and stuff. So it's so much fun. This is the best one of the year, in my opinion, as far as... And they're going to have a separate uh, list of prizes for that. So 
usually more replica belts and cash on the line. So check that out. Stay up to date with all their contests at WrestleRumble.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. And lastly, but never least, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a co-owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym out of Atlanta, Georgia. He is a head trainer of LDBF Boxing, which is a Parkinson's nonprofit organization. Um, I actually do the website stuff for LDBF and YOPD, which is their young onset program. Um, so that's the stuff I work on kind of behind the scenes is, uh, is website stuff, uh, you know, for the, those organizations. So, you know, support Brian, help out everyone that's involved over there. And this is for all ranges. I mean, whether you are just somebody looking to get in better shape, learning how to throw hands, even if you want to learn some self-defense or you want to compete at an amateur level, professional level in boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, Brian can help you with all that stuff. And that goes all the way to if you are an elderly person who has Parkinson's, he is 100% certified to, to help you. There are, there are um, exercises and stretches and stuff like that that really, really help. And Brian is an expert at all these things. Uh, if you want to meet him in person, he can meet you at his gym. He can meet you at your business. He can meet you in a park. It doesn't matter. At your home, whatever you're most comfortable with, he'll make it happen. And if you're not anywhere near the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can help you online. He'll set up a Skype call or a Zoom meeting, and he can help you anywhere in the world reach your goals. So once again, uh, his Instagram handle is BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Hit him up on Instagram. That's the best way to get a hold of him. He does most of his business through direct messages on Twitter, or sorry, on Instagram. So once again, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L, Boxing ATL. Hit up Brian Jensen. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Support him along with all of our other sponsors because they support us. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I'm going to pass it off to Jessie to talk about her stuff and tell you what to do if you want to subscribe and give thumbs up and stuff for the channel. Nice header, by the way. Yes, Justin and Jefferson, the, the man. Yes, Skull. yes. Very happy. Oh my gosh, my ass reflex almost ruined everything. Um, yeah, so basically, if you really enjoy like the channel, we love our chat. Thank you so much, for everyone, for the super chats as well. We love our chat. We love everyone that's in there. It brings us so much joy. Like, seriously, the chat is what makes this. You guys are why the reason we do this. If you enjoy what you see and you want more like-minded people to see this, please do consider subscribing and please do give this video a thumbs up. The YouTube algorithm really likes long videos that have lots of engagement and lots of likes and lots of subscriptions. So we would really, really appreciate that. It means a lot to us, seriously. And like I said, we love you guys in the chat. You guys are, the, you guys are great. You guys are awesome. Um, even if we disagree on things, that's the beauty of pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is subjective, and we can agree to disagree and not be jerks about it. Yeah, Daniel Price, you fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally fucking fucking kidding. I appreciate appreciate constructive conversation. So as long as we're not going, as long as we can keep it civil, I don't care what people say, but. Um, and I'm kidding, yeah, Daniel. I'm, so I'm totally fucking kidding. So, yeah, we're just kidding. We're kidding. We're we kidding. appreciate all y'all. Um, the show doesn't exist without yeah. people watching it. Yeah, it really doesn't. And it, you guys are what are what keeps us going, and we really, really appreciate that. And we we love it. We love to do it. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, the best way to follow me is on Twitter. 
I do not try to please don't try to add me on Instagram. I will not add you on Instagram. Do not do not look me up on Facebook. You shouldn't be able to look me up on Facebook. You should definitely not be able to add me as a friend on Facebook. I really lock that stuff down. Um, the best way to contact me is on Twitter. And if you want to DM me or if you want to talk with me every single day, you can go to my OnlyFans if you want to see more of me, if you know what I mean. I've been posting a lot more content on the main page. Especially we'll be doing that once the baby's born, obviously, because I will be busy. But I will be always posting stuff that I've had saved up um, from the past onto my OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. I answer DMs every single day. It's fun. We have lots of fun over there. It really means the world to me that you guys are over there subscribing, guys and girls. I don't care. I'm down. And, um, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun over there. Also, Papa John's decided to extend my discount code. Yeah. Yes, for the next, for all of 2021, I'm assuming. So use your code JESSE, J-E-S-S-I-2-5, for 25% off your entire order on papajohns.com. It's available in the U.S. You can use it up to like a hundred times per email address or something crazy, and it works. It's great. I've used it. It a hundred percent works. It a hundred percent works. I've used it. <laughs> um, I have family members that use it all the time. It's great. So yeah, there's that. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, if I if I, don't, I hope this isn't the last time we go live, but uh, if it is, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I doubt it. I'm, I'm holding out hope that I hold this baby in a little bit longer. But, um, yeah, let's all hope that I hold this baby in longer. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I want so, whatever's healthy, whatever, whatever the healthy, safe option. Well, is full term would be ideal, which is 37 weeks, which would be next Wednesday. So, or this coming Wednesday, obviously. So, yeah, that's about it. I appreciate all y'all. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, but I just want to take a moment to say, no matter what, I respect you. I appreciate all of you. You matter. There's my daughter's hand. <laughs> um, and, yeah. So, just remember, when in doubt, watch wrestling. Hi. Yes, when in doubt, watch wrestling. And, yes. last thing before we leave, we're going to give, we're going to answer one more question here from the artist formerly known as Ray Car- just, just Ray Carson. Thank you for joining the chat. I think it's his first time. I'm gonna we're gonna answer one question for you. Favorite male and female AEW wrestlers right now. Uh, favorite Kenny Omega and Britt Baker. Those are good choices. Those are really good choices. I'm gonna go with Cody Rhodes and Chris Statlander. So it's gonna be my two. Even though Chris Statlander. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think when she comes back, she's gonna. I've been. I was really impressed with Statlander on the Indies. I think she's had a couple hiccups on AEW so far, but I think when she's back from injury, she's going to show the world what she can really do. I have really big, uh, really big hopes for Chris Statlander right now. So, I'll go yeah, with those. Me too. So, thanks for asking those questions, y'all. Thanks for joining. Thanks for subscribing. Thumbs up. All that good stuff. We appreciate it. Hopefully, we will see Jesse on here again next week. If not. It may just be me. It may be me with someone else and Jesse in the chat interacting with y'all. We'll get it figured out either way. As long as you're following both of us and you're subscribed to the channel, you'll know when we're going live. So we'll uh, do the best to give y'all a heads up the the soonest we possibly can. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Or at least I'll see y'all next week. We'll see what happens with Jesse. So yeah. Bye.